Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. This is going to be a, I'm not going to say special podcast because it's not very special. I'm just, I'm just trying something different. Uh, that has always been the goal of this show is to be as malleable as possible. It's it's the only way that the show is able to um, to make it through the move from San Diego to Toledo here, I had to rethink and reshape the show, which I really already had a format for the way that I do it now because I've always had the, the travel. Well, I didn't always have it, but I've, I had the travel uh, rig for a while. So <clears throat> before I moved, I would, if I was at like a festival, a music festival I was playing, and I was interviewing people. I had my travel rig, and I was able to go and you know, just just sort of how the format is now. So where I'm just me one on one with my guest, and then there's an opening and a close, you know, intro and an outro. That's usually how I shaped my my travel interviews. So now that it's all just me one on one. And we don't have, you know, the bells and whistles. And if you've been with the show since, you know, uh, the earlier days, then you would know that the show used to have all kinds of like uh, air horns. And there used to be like, uh, I would play music for my guests to come on to. I would do, it was a, it was a whole production. And it was a relatively simple concept for a show, but it had segments. And so now it's very different. And, um, I, I like it. I like what it's doing. And apparently you guys like it too because more people are listening every every time. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of it kind of uh, uh, plateaued out for a while and now it's shot up again. So what I'm doing with these podcasts is gonna be sort of this middle of the week thing. and I might just expound my grievances like, <laughs> Instead of on Facebook, I'll just do it here. Since I pay for the fucking uh, for the for the hosting on SoundCloud, I might as well do it on something that's gonna get you know that people are gonna hear. Because apparently you guys are listening, so that's weird. Okay, but whatever. I appreciate it. It's it's just weird. I don't know. Um. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna just sort of use these. Uh, this will be like a middle of the week kind of fix for you guys and uh, fix like you guys need the this show so bad that uh, yeah okay I get it there <laughs> um, but yeah so we're doing like a mid middle of the week type thing and uh, I'm just gonna use it for whatever it's just gonna be a platform I don't know if it's gonna be just like free association just me uh, free association uh, I think uh, consciousness a flow of consciousness i don't know if that's going to be the case or if it's just going to be you know uh i'll plan planning stuff i can plan stuff i don't know it just depends i got a lot of irons in the fire right now and and uh, that's exciting 
Um, I've, I've taken up a new hobby of making stupid videos that are under a minute so they can go on my Instagram for 20 people to watch. Um, last night I worked on this video that my wife just found so stupid. And, and, I, and I'm inclined to believe that her, um, she's pretty good at knowing, you know, what's funny and what's not. But then again, we have a very different sense of humor. So uh, I can't always take that to heart. So I ended up putting the show, putting the, putting the, uh, um, uh, putting the video up. And it's just a silly unboxing. It's completely fake. There was never any intention for it to be taken seriously. Um, I'm literally unwrapping a five-foot instrument cable, quarter inch, with a 45-degree, one side is a 45-degree uh, elbow, because I like that. Um yeah, so it's just a cable. And and so that the idea of just unwrapping a cable, doing an unbox video for a cable, for me, for some reason, is fucking hilarious. Like that this is like why would you go through all this effort to do a stupid video? Which I did. I spent two hours on this piece of shit. And and uh, uh I, I kinda was like, okay, I got this idea. I'll kind of do it like I've been doing it, like these unboxing videos where it's like kind of fast motioned and I have just some original compositions behind it. And, you know, it just like my little stamp of creativity in the music unboxing world. Also, I've been doing just different videos. I've been doing videos for a while, but not as consistent consistently as I have been since being in Ohio uh, because I have more time on my hands. So the video... It's like 25 seconds long, and you can check that out at We Speak English Good on the uh, old Instagrams. Uh, go follow. That's always nice. I'll follow you back. I don't mind. I follow like almost 2,000 people, and I got like 684 followers. I pay attention. Yes, I do. You, because, you know, on Instagram, it's really hard to fucking keep followers. Uh, it, it's such a weird form, uh, weird platform. Of, of all these shifting numbers, there's people out there unfriending you. That's that's just so, like, they're just unfollowing you. It's like, oh, you're, I'm just going it, to... It's weird because they'll get you to follow them and then they'll go back and unfollow you and then you don't do that because I'm not spending all this time to go back and find out who's following and who's not. It's daunting and I don't have that much time even though I have time to make stupid videos. That's for sure. But... um for uh for uh yeah anyways so the video i was kind of confused about I, I, once you get to the point where it's like so i had the idea of doing like fast motion how i usually do my unboxings like fast motion you know energetic music or whatever's in the background and then um the idea was to show me uh <laughs> this and when i came to the unwrapping of the cord to slow it down in regular motion, uh, I turned the volume up so you could hear all the crinkles of the packaging, and then, and then I, um, it, it was totally fake. All of it's fake. Uh, and then I, I act like I cut myself cutting open a plastic thing, and then it, the, the scene, the music pops back out. So it's like this hard cut 
where it goes back to regular motion and you can hear the actual environment sound of the room and like me unwrapping it and then it goes right back into the music which is like some dubstepy type of shit i did a long time ago and uh, and then that was it but there was another version where when I show, because I show a bloody hand, and and that's just food coloring I put on there, and you can kind of tell that it's fake once it, because I faded it to black and white, because having three seconds of fake blood, even though it's fake blood in the hand, it kind of like makes me sick to my stomach, and I couldn't imagine what anybody else. And it's weird because I have like uh, kids who follow me, not like little kids, but like teenagers that I know, you know, just from my past in San Diego or wherever or family. So I didn't want to put anything out that would freak them out. And they're, they're going to bed with, you know, nightmares of, of, of uncle Mike's bloody hand. But I also, uh, I, um, so, so I just didn't want to be too gross. So I have a fade to black and white and, and then it goes right to the logo website logo, um, thing that i made on instagram so it's very short you could check it out it's very stupid and my wife thought it was very stupid and and like i said i'm inclined to believe her because she's usually right about these things she has a modest but decent following on instagram and uh but she has a lot of interaction and i have very little interaction so uh most of my interaction is from uh hashtags and so that's the type of things that type of people that attracts or even bots on Instagram that that attracts are mostly people just sort of like, oh, that's OK, because, you know, I'm following this fucking hashtag and look at this. It's this video. And so you get a couple of views off that. But but most part, most of my Instagram but now on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook, on my Mikey P, which you can find on uh <laughs> On uh, on Facebook, you can find me, Mike App, or you can uh, you can put in facebook.com slash sweaty baloney. So you can check that out, or you can follow me on Facebook at We Speak English Good. All of it's there. But on my Mikey P, my 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 Mike App page, my personal Facebook page, I get a lot of interaction. So it's it's weird. Um, so far, um, yeah, so far. No one's really noticed on my We Speak English Good except for my bandmates, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a stupid video, and I wasn't sure how funny it is. When I watch it, I still think it's kind of funny. Uh, but on the post, I talk about being fixated on ideas, and I, I sometimes an idea can drive you crazy. And so I have been having this little idea ever since I got the stupid cord i just took my live wire. i buy live wire cords because you can take it back and they'll just change it right out no questions asked you just go into guitar center or wherever they carry live wire and you trade that shit right out awesome so i stick to live wire but uh so i had this idea every since i got it and i'm like that's kind of stupid but i always it was always like this intended to be like this fake tongue in cheek not tongue in cheek what the fuck am i talking about it was always intended to be just like a silly video and and i'm prone to do that and i'll do like series videos too where it's just like a legitimate unboxing which i don't know how legitimate it is just because i said it was legitimate it's legitimate anyways uh so i um 
I had this stupid idea in my head, but and, and so the the seed was planted, and I every time I passed it, I wouldn't open it up. I I needed to use it, and I wouldn't open it. I was like, I think I should make this video, but anyways, the idea sort of festered in my brain, and then I worked all day yesterday. I'm doing some studio work for a friend out in San Diego, and um. I worked all day on that. I worked on the podcast in the morning, worked all day on the thing. And then I worked all night on this video and I just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And like, and it was driving me nuts. And I told my wife about it and she was just like, Oh, that seems like, okay, I guess. I don't know. She's just, it, it's not her type of humor, which is acceptable. Not everybody's going to like what I do, including my wife. <laughs> So I spent like two hours on this stupid video while my wife's just sitting there by herself on the couch watching TV being like, I wish my husband was here hanging out with me. And my son is is like, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, I'm working. Get away. For whatever reason, if I'm in the process of working and doing something, I get freaked out if someone interrupts that. So um <laughs> He just kind of got caught in the crossfire of me being crazy. Um, excuse me. I'm having headphone troubles right now. And I was laying on my bed. <laughs> and so I just sat up. And that's why there was like a... <laughs> there was like a... <laughs> you know, like that like old man getting up thing. Because that's what's happening to me. I'm turning into an old man. And things aren't... Things aren't functioning the way it used to be. I'm, I'm transitioning from young to, I guess, middle. So I'm not old, but middle. Somewhere in the middle where it's like I'm too old to be congratulated for my accomplishments, uh, but too young to be accomplished. I don't know. That doesn't make sense at all. This is what I'm talking about. This is just... So this is what I used to do on the top of my podcast. So my idea was like, why don't I take these long-ass intros where I just sort of blather on about everything and just put them on its own separate thing. So that's the idea for this. Speaking of social media, <laughs> I had uh, today... Today's Thursday for me. Um, Thursday, the se January 17th, 2019. And I posted something on uh, on Facebook because here in Toledo, there is there there's a GM plant here who was the workers were putting whites only on a bathroom stalls. They were leaving nooses around. They were dropping N-bombs and 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 all these things for to these black workers. And so these black workers are pressing charges against GM, rightfully so. And um, that happened here in Toledo. And I'm like, holy fuck. And, and, and here's the thing. I, on my morning shit, yes, you had to hear it. My morning shit, I, um, I'm looking. The first thing I do on my iPhone is you see the headlines. I'm like, oh, shit, here, look at this. So they show this headline for CNN. And it says, it said, what did it even say? I took a screenshot of it because I was just going to post the 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 screenshot of the of the of just the the little when you open up your home screen uh, when it's shut off there's uh, headlines that will pop up notifications. 
So I, I just screenshotted the notification, and this was the notification I got. It says whites only signs at GM plant. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, here we go. So here's what the headline says: Black workers at GM Motors, or I'm sorry, at General Motors, say nooses, racist comments, and threats were a regular part of their workday in Ohio in 2018. <laughs> okay. I see this on the shitter and, uh, and immediately I'm like, immediately I'm like, Oh fuck, this better not be Toledo. This better not be Toledo. And so sure enough, I open it up and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, of course it's Toledo, Ohio. So it's right here, right down the street. In Toledo, Ohio, which, mind you, was definitely part of the Union during that whole civil rights thing. I mean, we're almost as far north as you can get. All you got is Michigan, and then it's Canada. So, Toledo in this factory, it, there's always been a history of racism in factory settings where, where people were just expected to keep their mouths shut, um, and, and unions protect these people who've been there for years who just this is how they talk and they protect them and you know i'm not rallying against unions or anything unions are important um you know for equal pay and you know making sure that companies aren't trying to fuck their workers but uh, there is this culture in the factories here especially in the rust belt here and a history, a rich history of just racist, uh, segregation, uh, just, just you know, discrimination from the top to the bottom. And it really sucks that, that I have to bring up my son in an area of the country that still behaves like fucking turd balls. And so that leads me kind of to my post. And, and I'll just read you the post. And, and I'm still getting comments and shit like that. So this is what I... And I have been talking about the about this on the podcast. And even though, like, I think I started talking about it with Jasmine, which is the last episode. Um, I talked to another uh, another podcaster. His name is Peapod, who has uh, on the, the On The Radar podcast that he does uh it's fantastic he's a dj from way back when when there was cool radio station there was a cool radio station here in toledo that no longer exists because it's all basically corporatized and sterile um that that one I, that one's coming out next week with uh chris dower a dar dar but everybody calls him peapod but he's cool uh he was awesome dude awesome conversation but uh, and then I was talking to another guest. So so there's this, I've been talking about it a lot because there's this, I had Jasmine ask me, uh, what's the biggest difference between California and Ohio? And so I've been talking about this for about three, four, a month now, just sort of mulling it over. And, and, and I told her, I was like, well, the biggest difference I saw, and this kind of leads back to the factory thing. And, and, and I kind of got a good glimpse of it when I worked at UPS because there were people there just dropping N-bombs and saying the F word. And I don't mean fuck, uh, you know, just, just these derogatory things that you're just like, is this even exist? Is this real? Like, are these people real right now? Uh, it, it's, it's gross. So, I um, the biggest difference I notice 
is that the blatant and blunt racism that and, and homophobia that that people are feel so inclined and comfortable to say now. And I've been kind of formulating this idea that that you know inspiration starts at the top. You know, so we have a, a president right now who is who blatantly says racist things and and people just give him a pass because they're supporters. They're just like, oh, that's old Donald. You know, he's just tell, telling them what's on his mind. You know, at least he's honest. And it's like, well, it's not. I appreciate honesty. And, you know, it's great that we're able to see what a monster this person is because he has no choice other than to tell what's on his mind because he's such a fucking megalomaniac that he feels like anything that comes into a stupid fucking brain is worth spewing out into the world. <laughs> so I, I have this working theory where where, you know, Donald Trump has kind of had the have has sort of let the dogs off the leash. So all these people who are, have all these like repressed racist thoughts and had to suffer through the Obama years, now they're they're off the leash. And Ohio is a swing state, but it's also a red state. Now, I'm not trying to say that Republican all Republicans are racist. I have very good friends who are who are black and Filipino Republicans who like Trump. I don't understand why, but that's them, and that's fine, and, and and they're reasonable people who I can have conversations with, and they're my friends, my my old co-host, Offbeat, he was a Trump supporter, I gave him a lot of shit, but you know what, he gave it right back, and, and we were able to have real conversations about about issues, you know, where he was defending his leader, and, and that's fine, I, 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 encourage, I, I encourage people to have friends who don't think like them all the time you know it's it's just when those lines are blurred and then they're using this excuse in their own stupid head to sort of let out these like insecure racist thoughts you know so so this all happens this has all been happening you know here in toledo with the gm plant and these black workers who are getting harassed racistly harassed at work and um so I was like, this is what I've been talking about. This is this is exactly what I've been talking about. This is this is the difference between Cali and Toledo. And I'm not saying that California doesn't have racism because they have a rampant racism. And and, and by the way, they do have people dropping N bobs and F words that aren't fuck and all that shit. But where I was at in San Diego in, in like most of the coastal cities are very liberal. I mean, it's they call it the elitist left coast, right? The, the elitist liberal left coast, and um, yeah, but but a lot of the racism that I experience or my wife or I see my wife go through and and is like the the microaggression thing. It's the you you're pretty for a black girl. You're a hard worker for a Mexican. You're you're, you can see well for an Asian, whatever it is, whatever these like backhanded compliments that people think that they're giving, um, but maybe unconsciously, you know, like they have, it's, it's obvious what they think about an entire race of people when they are making the exception to the rule with you. Um, meaning, so they're making the exception to the rule that in their head, Mexicans are lazy, but this one guy, <laughs> this one Mexican, he he knows. He's a hard worker. So, you know, like, 
microaggressions. So that was the biggest difference is that uh, racism hit under the guise of just ignorant comments and just you know just it's stupidity either way and i'm not saying one's worse than the other because i mean i feel like those microaggressions can be very destructive but but they're what if you're just calling some little kid the n-word some little black kid the n-word that's that's fucking traumatizing some big fat old white guy how you goddamn you know like ugh, it's gross so here in toledo we have this GM problem, and I write this post, and, and there's still comments coming, and my wife got mad at me for spending so much time on it, but, so this is what I said, like, that's that shit I've been talking about on the podcast, what we've been talking about here. When guests find out I moved back from Cali, they ask, what's the biggest difference between Cali and Ohio? My response is always overt and blunt racism and homophobia. Don't get me wrong, I am not trying to say racism or homophobia doesn't exist in Cali. No, racism and homophobia come in what the kids are calling microaggressions. You're smart for a Mexican, you're pretty for a black girl, etc. Here is what I have been talk here is what I've been talking about in my own backyard. This is that shit that my black son has to deal with. I'm emotionally invested in equality. I come from a family that marched with Cesar Chavez and fought and lost their fortune in the revolution of Mexico from Spain. It's in me to rebel and speak out when faced with adversity and ignorance. Come on, Toledo. We're better than this. Right? <laughs> and Yes, the right has a question mark. So that alone, I'm looking at that and I'm just like, and like that's... I mean, because I kind of have a problem with people just venting their shit on Facebook. So this kind of goes against how I feel about venting out. But but fuck it. This is bullshit. And my son does have to deal with this. And and my son does go to school with people who have racist Sambo, like little black babies with the big accentuated lips coming out of a watermelon as a decoration on their wall. Like, I have these people, people who don't, who are laughing about their gun safe just being open. Not that, you know, guns have nothing to do with racism. But it, it, it does when you start talking about guns, especially to liberals, that there is a certain kind of person that kind of fits that. I like guns. I liked, I had fun shooting a gun. Like, that was the shit. Uh, I want a gun. But I'm not one of those people who are just like, you my cold, dead hands, you know, you're not going to take my guns. And, and you know, I don't think that the government should take our guns. But I feel like there should be a little bit of regulation on this shit. I mean, I don't feel like every person should be have access to automatic rifles that can that are just murdering machines they're specifically built to turn people into hamburger i don't think that every person should have access to that meaning there are people who are crazy as fuck out there who are buying guns okay this turned into a whole different fucking conversation i'm sorry uh, so so i i put this post up and of course there's nobody really going to argue about it but I had a family member who will re remain nameless. You can just, with an easy Google search, you can just find my Facebook. Follow me while you're there and, and look this up. But basically, I had some family members who aren't, who aren't 
like Trump supporters who aren't Republicans. I just want to say that. Um, and one is Mexican and their um, soon to be husband is white. And they're cool people. I love them. And like the she's my cousin and you know, he's marrying into the family and he's a cool ass dude. I you know, we've had plenty of cool conversations, but all of a sudden I'll just read the last sentence of the pose. It says, Racism around here is not just against blacks or Mexicans, it's also towards Caucasians. So she starts it who she's a Mexican and she's defending her soon to be husband who have who has been called uh, a cracker and racist by his black neighbor who my cousin's uh, soon fiance called the cops on for pissing his pissing in front of his daughter. I don't know the details. I don't care but something but he like vehemently disagreed that Look, I, I recognize that all races have their prejudice against other races. I grew up with Mexicans. I know that Mexicans hate everybody, okay? That's no secret. But the difference is, is that there is a structure built for white people to 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 excel. And, and, and I'm not even saying it's like, you know, not every person, every white person has upward mobility because they're white. They, they grow up in the trailer park. They die in the trailer park all the time. So it's, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that those same poor white people, they don't have to worry about being murdered by the police because they're white. <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't get skipped over jobs because their name sounds foreign. You know, like it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm toting and I'm walking a thin line here, but I, I think it's obvious, you know, like I don't I don't like it when white people and this is coming from a, a light skinned Mexican who enjoys the privilege of whiteness. And I just can't go as far as saying I'm just this white guy. I have to be the light as Mexican. <laughs> I'm mixed. What do you want? I, I identify with my Mexican side. Um, but. It, it's it, it, anytime a, a white person starts rallying for white rights and like reverse racism the first thing that comes to my mind is like well you got some unresolved race shit going on man like there uh, you know and this is coming from a white man like my cousin who i was referring to her her husband or fiance is a very white man he has a beard so sometimes he can be you know, he can be picked on just because of the way he looks. But come on. So this is kind of a subjective thing that happened to him. And it kind of warped his view on, on all of it, I feel like. Because, I, like I said, I know that all races have their prejudices against other races. But, it, you know, and then the, he started bringing up you know, this is, the media only focuses on, on racist stuff and blah, blah, blah. The reason why the media is focusing on the fucking racist shit right now is because it's never focused on the racist shit before. And so 
people are always surprised. I have white people in my thread who are stunned that this is happening in Toledo. But you ask any black person here or any Mexican here or any Asian who comes up here about this shit, that's no surprise. Like, of course, this is how it is. This is their everyday life. And that's the difference. That's the fucking difference. If you're white in this country, that's considered normal. That's like considered safe in some weird way. So the cops don't fuck with them. You know, uh, you know, people aren't afraid of white people walking down the street, but white people are sure as hell afraid of a big black guy who just happens to be a big black guy. He just happens to be a big black guy. What are you going to do? Um, you can't help your physical stature you know i mean if you're out there pumping iron getting huge i mean that's just tight though that's dope (laughs) but you know like people are just intimidated because it's a big black dude and not just because it's a big dude i mean because like big dudes are just intimidating anyways i mean even big white dudes i mean are scary as fuck uh you know like big dudes can be scary no matter what race you are because they're so fucking big. <laughs> like, they're towering over you. You know they could murder you with their hands if they wanted to. So so I just sort of had this back and forth. And and, I'm, and and my wife is like, why are you wasting your time right now? Like, you you knew you were going to post something that was incendiary. And it was going to get people fired up. And you knew there was going to be these comments. And you know better than to fucking argue with these people. Is what she said in so many words. Mostly she just said, stop fucking wasting your time on this bullshit. But that's what I deciphered from her, from what she said. Uh, but, and, and um, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't stop until I finally was like, okay, I said what I had to say, and that's it. And um, it, it was, uh, you know, it's... It's just today, like 2019, and these poor fucking people at GM are are sitting there. And, you know, all the people everywhere who have to deal with this. It's like you shouldn't have to be dehumanized when you go to fucking work. You shouldn't be felt less than because you're trying to make a living for your family. So, you know... There's all kinds of stuff. And people are still commenting on it. And, and I think it's funny. Tommy Lucero is just like, never been. But I hear it's like going to the 80s to visit there. <laughs> and I'm just like, kind of is. But I was like, it's more like the 90s. Give us a little credit. Uh, and then I'm trying to get Tommy to come. And Tommy, you know, he's a, a regular guest down here. Um, let me see. Uh, okay. So my one friend um, she just posted this i'm not gonna shout out her name because she's not like that she i'm sure she would not like me to do that um but she's a black woman beautiful black woman uh let's see i would have to agree when we moved from cali to ohio i literally had people come up to me when a wrapped uh, when a wrap when i wrapped my hair the freezing temperatures damaged my afro and tell me to go back to my own country africa or, or wherever you came from. On a good note, I had no illusions that the D might win the presidency. Okay, she don't even want to say his name. 
unlike my surprise friends and family in SoCal. I'd say during my time in Ohio, I was privy to more racism and homophobia than the time I spent in New Orleans. I was basically told I wasn't welcome because I'm an atheist on a few occasions. It was an interesting, angry, and enlightening experience. I know I'll end up in Dayton again because of my husband's job, but I'm not looking forward to it. Now, this is a person who I became very close with. Not in that way. <laughs> She's just a really good friend who I basically lived with for a few months. And uh, she's super intelligent person and there's no reason for anybody to disqualify her for anything because she's fucking qualified for everything she's well read she's awesome and this is you know and this was her experience in ohio so it's it's just weird it is weird to move back to a place where people really think it's okay to say this shit and and again i'm kind of going to connect this to not republicans in general but from the top you when you see this images of someone on your tv which let's face it media tv internet this all shapes who we are whether you think you're a one of a kind or not you're not trust me you're not and we're getting bits and pieces of our personality from these shows and from what we see on TV. And so when you have some cocksucker coming up here and saying that all Mexicans Mexicans are rapist thugs, that shit raises you know that raises the alarm the the flag in some and it also raises the fucking like the 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 floodgates on the others. So they're just like, "Oh, if he can say it, I can say it. So don't get me wrong. I don't. If you voted for Trump, you're a racist piece of shit. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that we are heavily influenced by what we see on TV. And when you see shit like that on TV, people who are fucking stupid <laughs> or ignorant um, are going to just reiterate that and, and just puke it back up to someone else like at gm or my poor friend who lived in dayton and fucking had to deal with assholes so it's it's crazy here man it's crazy and it's snowing right now so oh man it's just i'm still getting used to this um it's not it's not california anymore and that's fine i'm dealing with that but and, and and please I, I hope anybody listening to this doesn't think Ohio's full of these fucking pieces of shit. I mean, there's there's a good amount of them here, but most people I talk to are reasonable and awesome. Like I have like the friends I've made here are are just incredible people, and there there's like the majority of people here are just awesome. And 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 I had this great conversation with a, a friend, a friend's husband, who was a staunch report or uh, staunch republican trump supporter at first and um i kind of had this conversation this whole thing that i've been sort of going over this whole diatribe i've just been spilling out into the internet um you know i had this conversation at the dinner table and you know i brought in the whole idea of republican and donald trump influencing racism and he got super fucking offended and and I had to kind of back up, and I'm, and he was like, "Well, you can't just say all Republicans are racist," and blah blah blah. And, he, and he's absolutely right. But I kind of just 
describe to him what I was meant by that, which I think is important. You should explain what you mean, especially if you're having a conversation, because this conversation easily could have went, fuck you, fuck you, cracker, I'm done with you. Or let's listen to what each other has to say and then see what we can agree on. And there might not th- be things we agree on. Like with my cousin's um, fiance who, who was defending white people and saying that reverse racism and shit. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's had some bad experiences, some subjective experiences that kind of have, that have, uh, you know, shifted his perspective a little. I, I, he had like one bad experience, maybe two bad experiences. I mean, with that beard, you're going to have, you know, you're going to attract a certain kind of, of energy. And, you know, not that all guys with beards are, you know, <laughs> are, are attracting prejudiced black dudes, but like, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just, it's a small town where they live in. And, and I don't want to call them small-minded because they're not. They're very intelligent people. It's just it's just that this one or a couple of these things that happen to somebody can skew your your whole perspective. And then and then all of a sudden you're making these general general sweeping generalizations about an entire race of people. Or so it's just it's dangerous. But I'm talking to my friend at dinner and you know we have this discussion and i tell him how i feel about uh you know the situation how i see donald trump on tv and how that can influence people's uh, already uh, intrinsic feelings or inane feeling of racist thoughts or whatever it is inside them that that let him off the leash and i kind of explained myself and at the end of it, you know, he we were able to kind of communicate and he was like, you know, I mean, I was a big Donald Trump supporter. And now that I see what's going on and how he's handling this this role is I, I'm not sure I made the right decision. Whoa, watch out. A Trump supporter questioning their decision to vote for him. So. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this. Is just like you kind of got to listen to each other, and and you gotta you gotta have empathy, and you gotta have you gotta be able to put those those thoughts aside, your own personal feeling, and and just be objective for once, and and just listen. You don't have to agree with everything everybody says, but just listen and have a decent conversation and if this person isn't decent enough to have a decent conversation then it's not worth going into this this is why i stopped doing this at the beginning of my podcast because it it was it's um i can just go on like this forever in any case just i say it all the time be good to your fellow human beings i also say hjs for everybody and I mean that. I, I really think everybody should have HJs. I mean, they're not. it's not the best kind of J, but it's better than nothing, goddammit. So just, just be better. Just try to... Just if you have these fucking inclinations that arise... Just for one second, take a step back and, and, and just kind of see where does this come from? Did my father used to talk like this? Is this who I really am or am I just, 
just have a little self-awareness I, I, and just a little bit like here's the thing about people they think that they have to make these like 90 degree 180 degree turns or whatever and you don't like it, it just starts with small little things you just like i'll um like just just for me positivity just i started small i just started stopped i stopped talking bad about myself and um in in serious conversation if i'm joking if i'm in jest i i will totally talk shit about myself but i don't mean it it's just for fun just to be funny um but you know you just you, you got to make these small steps you know like try to look at things just a little bit differently try to make things you know try to try to see the world from another angle try to put yourself in someone's shoe it's called empathy i i, I think what uh, I, my friend Philip, Philip J was a fantastic musician. He wrote something where he's like, you should, you know, take your kids to other parts of town to play and take them to a neighborhood you wouldn't normally go to the park. Take them to other cultural centers where uh, outside your race. Have awkward conversations with another person from from a person of another race do these things i thought that was beautiful and this is coming from a black guy like a black dude african-american whatever you want me to call him he's my friend and like he's just a that was a very intelligent and, and i think that's the right direction right now is is we need to have these conversations because we're obviously there's a miscommunication going on here and i know not everybody is a racist piece of shit i know there's bias i know there's there's you know I know that there's there's stereotypes that are true. I know that there's stereotypes for a reason. But I think we're just misunderstanding and we're we're not sticking the landings here. So just go out and and just you know, hug a black guy. <laughs> no. No, I mean, yeah, hug a black guy, but I I was I'm just saying um, I don't know. Just try to see the world through different colored eyes. I guess that doesn't make sense. Bishop is here, so that means my pod. This solo podcast is over. Bishop, you want to say something? Yeah. I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy, daddy. All right. Well, there you go. You can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can uh, check out the new and improved and uh, uh, we speak English good.net. And I just want to sort of take a step back here and say that my wife did a great job in rebuilding the site. She not only rebuilt the site, but she rebuilt the site twice. Only because she was like, I just don't like the way it looks and feels. And I told her what I wanted. And she was just like, eh, that's not what you want. So she changed it. And she spent hours on it one night while I was passed out on the couch or whatever. And um, it looks great. So go to wespeakenglishgood.net. Check it out. Click around. Go to my Instagrams, my YouTubes. I got the We Speak English Good YouTube that I am updating all the time now. I think maybe for the time being I'm updating it. And, uh, you know, at We Speak English Good on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, I'm trying to finish. Just give me a minute. I don't give a shit. Hey, get out. Get out.
Go. No, I told you to stay out of here. Shut the door. You had your moment. Shut the door. Shut. Oh, my God. Get out. Shut the door. I don't care. Give me a few minutes and I'll be done. Shut it. Shut the door. Okay, so I just have a couple things. Brain Mystique's new album, 1018, is out now. Go pick that up or just go listen to it. It's free on the YouTubes. That's Brain Mystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E dot com uh or you can just google random mystique and it'll pop right up random mystique 1018 um six song ep i wrote four out of the six songs on that and um it was all performed by reina's band who is an amazing group of musicians and um you know very appreciative of it and very happy and thanks to the toledo arts commission for commissioning our art <laughs> and uh also, this is gonna. I'm gonna release this on Friday, so um, that's tomorrow for me, the 18th. So um, Saturday, the 19th. If you're in Toledo here, uh, Green Acre Session will be playing their first show of the year at the Beer Stube out on Monroe Street. So stop by. It's 8 to 12, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. and they're gonna have karaoke and shit in between sets, and that's always fun. Uh, we love the beer stew. They're they're awesome fam. So uh, that's it for now, guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. I think this was a good first little solo, massipatory little thing. I feel better. I feel better about getting that out of my chest. And also, I feel better about kind of being able to explain what I was saying on the internet because you know there's a lot of there's a lot lost in in just words that are typed and read that way as well so it, it, there's a lot of a lot of nuance that is missing so it's nice for me to be able to speak on that and i think i'll keep doing this this is fun this is almost like therapy for me okay guys remember empathy we're working on empathy me i'm working on empathy you we're working you're working on empathy we're working on empathy even it's just small pieces of empathy Okay, guys, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you next week with Peapod of On The Radar Podcast. Bye.